Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are getting in a time machine. Sean, you, you know we have a time machine today? I didn't Hello. know that, dude. Yeah, we about to go back in time and talk to our younger self. We going way back. Well, some people are going more way back than others. <laughs> yeah, Sean, that's, that's pretty yes. far back for you. I know. The, you know. Only time between, the only time between that and now is when I was an infant, dog. And there's not much of a time in between. <laughs> okay. But, but, Believe that if you want to, people. But today, the topic is, what would we tell our younger selves about finances and about, you know, just life? Yeah. We're jumping in this time machine and really uh, analyzing our own financial journey because there's lessons and takeaways that we can gain from experience. Uh, Sean, you can hop in this machine first. Get in the DeLorean. And wh- where are you heading back to? What Sean, little Sean, what young Sean are you going to go talk to? I'm going way back, back in time. <laughs> you know, the first thing I think I would look back into my time is, you know, let me start with my journey from graduating from university. I think prior to that, yeah, I, I could have made financial Googles along the way, but, you know, I would say as an adult, my adulthood really started when I graduated from university. And, you know, the perception when you're in school is like everybody's complaining about their student debt, student debt, I got debt, I can't wait to pay it off. And we feel like you have this burden on our shoulders. And to be honest with you, for some, I'm not going to judge people. It may necessarily be a burden. But for me, it was it was just a debt that was really and truly manageable because the interest rate I was getting on that debt, I was paying on that debt was less than 1%. Mm. And exactly. And one of the it, though, first, that was our biggest debt at that point. When you graduate, you have this yeah. is the biggest debt you've ever had, right? So I get yeah, it. Yeah, so the percept, everybody's talking amongst themselves. They can't wait to pay. And you're, and you're looking at people that don't have debt, so forth. So when I started working and... Uh, I did my first big investment, which was I bought a property and I flipped it and I made my first hundred thousand. Um, I put thirty of that thousand into paying off my student loan, and then I put another thirty into buying a Benz, which left me with forty thousand dollars. Which now I'm like, that was crazy. That was the Ooh, dumbest move I ever made. Because, Tell ya. Exactly, because that thirty thousand back in the day, I could have bought a building with that, with the Mercedes. 
I could have bought another building with but that. But you can't floss in a building. You wanted to drive down the avenue. <laughs> uh, well, the key is, you're right about that, man. But what I should have done, the investment building that I bought, because I could have bought a multifamily, could have been paying that car note. You understand? The student loan could have been paid by the other, by the by the tenant, rather than paying off the loan. Because it was really free money. Like, an interest rate at less than 1%, no millionaire, no billionaire is rushing to pay that off. And you got to have that wealth mindset. You know, if it was charging like a credit card rate, yes, I'd pay that off. But less than 1%, there's nobody rushing to pay off that loan. That's really free money. Just like when I get a zero interest credit card, I don't rush to pay it off. I pay it off in increments until it's paid off in full. So that would have brought me that little move. I had, if I changed my position then, I would have been three times further than what I am now. So I would say that's my first biggest, I call them boo-boos. What, what color was the boo-boo, that, that, that Mercedes? <laughs> Oh, man, it's not important. And, you know, I thought I was such a man. I walked wow. into the dealership. You can't even say um, the like, color of the car, cash. man. And the, and, the, and, the, and the dealer was looking like, are you sure? And I'm like, hell yeah, take this money, dude. I'm a ball. I watch, see, it's what's put in our community, the videos, you know, what these youths are seeing, these videos and ballers and all this pack of money. I want to be like that. Wow. <laughs> Wrong move. Wow. All right, well, Dion. It's, it's, it's all learning, Sean. It's all learnings. Right? Life is a life of lessons. That's it. That's it. Well, we, we're resetting the time machine, and, and Dion, we're, we're going to set this for you to jump in. So so where, where are you heading? Well, you know what? I'm going back, um, I guess, probably about 20 years now. Uh, actually, when Sean was buying real estate, because I was watching him do it. So I knew him when he was getting into the throes of when Brooklyn was just on the cusp, you know, that turning point. When Brooklyn was cheap, and I just never got in and I'm kicking myself now let me tell you I didn't ask you know I just thought you know I guess it was just a little overwhelming the idea of you know getting in and flipping and I didn't I guess I didn't see myself being able to do it meanwhile my you know my friend is doing it and I just uh I kick myself now because he would have been the perfect resource to really learn the game and uh you know how much of Brooklyn would I own right now if I had? So I like that. How much of Brooklyn yeah. would you own? Okay. Yeah. All right, player. Yeah. So that's probably one of the things I would I could go back and do it again. All right. Well, if I was going to go back and talk to young Matt, since we're on the real estate tip, I would take it also back uh, to around the turn of the century, Y2K. Young Matt was moving from Los Angeles to New York, but – I was my mindset was that I was going to be in New York for only a couple of years, two, three years tops. So I was not thinking about purchasing real estate because at that point in time, I just viewed it as, you know, if, if I'm not going to be there, I'm not going to purchase. But little did I know that two, three year window that I thought I would be there has turned into 20 years. Um, so I should have purchased because the market was it was a, a a buyer's market at that point. Mm -hmm. um, it was before, uh, and for the people who haven't been to Brooklyn or who don't know much about Brooklyn real estate, a, a little bit af after the turn of the century, in around 2000, the mid-2000s, yep. this market blew up. Um, and I was here before that, so I should have purchased, because whether I stayed here or not, you know, you don't have to live in your property. You could have, I could have rented it out. I could have Airbnb'd it. I, I could have done a number of things um, and made money through that real estate. But instead, uh, because I thought I was going to be temporary, I was renting. And then the market blew up 
at a point when I realized, well, I wasn't leaving anytime soon. And now you're kind of priced out of the neighborhood that you're liking or lo- mm. loving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would tell young Matt, don't worry about uh, whether you're going to live there or not. Buy the property and you, use it as an investment. Don't worry about where you're going to rest your head. Mm-hmm. You're purchasing the property for an investment. And young Matt didn't recognize that at the time. So, And so just for your listeners, and especially young people and parents of young people, like I hope you all see, and I've read a lot of books on the wealthy and, and making money and getting rich. And I hope you guys all see the common denominator. It's real estate. You know, it's it's important to own and have a piece of real estate. I don't care what it is, where it is. And if you see the common denominator, we've all, our biggest, our number one one is like not doing enough real estate-wise because it builds the foundation. It sets the foundation. It allows you to grow and do multiple things. Even if you want to be a teacher, a doctor, a musician, having that solid real estate foundation opens those doors and gives you that flexibility. Like myself, my personal self, you know, with my children, I mean, I'm not sure how much money I will have for them, but I am focused on making sure that they have a piece of real estate each to call their own so they can have that income coming in and they can pass that along to their children and grandchildren. Absolutely. Well, let's keep it moving. I'm sure there's more more uh, stumbles and, and missteps that you've had in that, that long life you've lived, Sean. You've been around a long, long time. So oh, here we go. Oh. Here we go. The pot... The pot calling the kettle black, black, black. <laughs> well, you know, focusing back on uh, real estate again, I would I would talk about, um, you know, once again, it's all pushing our community, flipping, making money, hustling type mentality. So that was what was I saw around me. That's what I thought. So when I bought these properties, I flipped them out real quick. I fixed them up real quick, made 80, 100 grand, and, and then was on to the next. But in retrospect, how the wealthy do it, they keep those properties. So I wish that I wasn't really a flip. I wish I was holding these real estates and pulling these properties. And it's a longer man's game and waiting a couple of years and pulling equity out of them and buying additional buildings. So I wish I never sold. I never. I wish I never sold the buildings that I bought. Got you. Because I maybe that much further. Buy and okay. hold. Got it. Buy and well, hold. I'll say this. Just if I had to go back and talk to little D, you know. I just think about uh, the advice that I got growing up from my mom. You know, she was a single mom, immigrated from St. Lucia. You know, she just wanted to work her 30 years, be stable, you know. Um, get the gold watch. You Get the gold watch. And her advice to me growing up was, you know, keep a roof over your head and pay your bills on time. So that's what I did, you know, most of my life. So I felt I, felt I played it very safe. Um, I'm definitely part of those statistics. I um, didn't take very big risks. Yes, I plan. I did save for retirement. I'd have my. I have my saving things like that growing up, um, but didn't think about uh, buying property early or getting into the stock market uh, and just being a little more aggressive with my money. Uh, so that's been a journey for me um, uh, along the way. So if I had to go back, you know, I guess surrounding myself. Uh, with people who maybe were doing that to maybe inspire me, just okay. to be a little more aggressive. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, picture it's the late 80s. Young Matt is entering college. And I have a, a roommate in the dorms who's just got he, – he, he came from an area of Los Angeles that was known – like in in terms of like Los Angeles high schools, I grew up in the Valley, which was just kind of it was just a regular. It was fine, but 
he was in the city where it was just the, the the fashion high school. So his he came to college just with all these clothes. I was like, dude, where do you get all this stuff? He said, have you ever heard of instant credit? I was like, <laughs> instant credit? What's that? He's like, you just go to the mall and go to these stores and sign up and they give you a card immediately. Wow. Now, mind you, young Matt didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Young Matt had no clue about the ramifications of this magical instant credit. But unfortunately, young Matt was too ignorant to recognize <laughs> that those should have been uh, warning, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stop signs. Right. <laughs> so I took myself to the mall. I think I probably had a high top fade and, mm. what, <laughs> and whatever <laughs> style was in in vogue at the time. Yeah. And I, I went to go get me. And, like, that well, Laker, and the Lakers. I don't know if I had. I might have yeah. had some yeah. Laker gear on. I, I'm a little younger than like when Sean told his story of his his Mercedes, but okay. it's similar energy of uh-huh. I'm you know <laughs> I'm trying to be fly, <laughs> so I go to the mall, get this card, that card, this store, like a few store, like three probably uh, department store cards. Got a Visa um, on campus. They were they were signing up for Visas, Mastercard. So I m- within my first two or three months on campus as a college freshman. I had like four credit cards in my pocket, hot, just wanting Ooh. to spend money mm-hmm. <laughs> and no real understanding of A, how I was going to pay it back and B, how important it is to pay it back. So mm-hmm. I would get in this time machine, top spin, slap young Matt up on the back of his head <laughs> and be like, slow down. Hard. Hard. Not- Great. Hard. What'd you say? Slap him hard. Great. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> You are not going to the mall. Hold on. In fact, I brought a, a a tape of two black guys with good credit from the future. I've recorded this young man. You listen to this show about credit. And, Bas- bling, and blinging till you're broke. Blinging till you're broke. Exactly. Um, but basically just understanding at a young age the ramifications of paying on time and of, you know, not overextending yourself and, you know, just understanding how credit works. So that was my first major financial mistake as an 18-year-old. So definitely that's what I would do. <laughs> Give us another one, Matt. Go back to right, back. guys? Wait, wait, what did you just say, Sean? Give us another one, Matt. Back to back. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, if, if I had to give you another, I would say pretty much in any era, but especially I would say in my 20s, similar to what Dion said about surrounding herself with people, I would I would try to find a financial mentor or someone who was a little further on in life in the game and who had already lived it, been there, done that. And it was kind of living the life that, uh, you know, I would want to live as I, you know, age and, and grow up in my journey. So finding that person who could help, you know, pull my coat early uh, and give me tips on whether it's, you know, just investing, if it's real estate, if it's credit, all of those things, I could have used a, a mentor at an early age. Totally. I'm with you, Matt. Um, I feel like if I had that strong kind of advisory team, there's a lot of decisions that I would not have made on my own, you know, and avoided some serious, you know, setbacks, if you will. So I totally agree. So generation, what's what's the generation we're in right now? The new one? So after the millennials, whatever, generation Y, whatever, young folks, if you're listening, Take advantage of your your village. If you have elders, uncles, aunts, people in your family, friends, people that you just know in your community that know what they're talking about, 
tap into that. Even if you're not in your 20s, if you're grown and, and you're, you're not quite hitting the mark, tap into your village, tap into the people and get you a financial mentor. <laughs> but um, we're, we're going to let the time machine take a bit of a rest. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with a little more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. So keep it locked. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we have gassed up the time machine. We are engaging in time travel, telling our younger selves financial tips so we can rectify and fix all of the mistakes we made in our financial past. So hopefully (laughs) you you can learn or glean a few lessons or maybe you share in some of these errors or if you haven't, you know, hopefully there's some info that might help you in your journey. But as we continue on this journey of of fixing our our mistakes, Dion, where would you go back to? You know what I would do? I would tell my younger little DD self to learn how to do her own taxes. Mm. Right. There's one way to there's one thing to make the money. But then there's the other thing of the art of keeping your money. Right. Really understanding the ins and outs. Those who really are successful know how to work that tax code. So I think I would be I would have been a triple threat if I had uh, learned from an early age how to do my own taxes. Is that something you're still looking? Are you going to try to do or do you do that already? Or is that something you're going to? Uh, no, I actually you know what I did start doing my own taxes, which was pretty cool. OK. But I know there's so much so much more that I need to learn. OK. Yeah. So you can do my taxes? In- ah, I wouldn't trust you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I should say my personal. I have someone doing my my business taxes. Got it. Yeah. OK. Sean? Um, you know, one thing that I, I get back to, you know, once again, although I was heavily invested in real estate and I like, you, you, you know, working on Wall Street. You know, kind of tainted me because I saw like who was really making the big money on top and who wasn't, who was working all these long hours. And it kind of deterred me from the stock market. And I just felt like real estate is something I had more control over. So that being said, you know, I felt the returns I was getting at that time in real estate, I couldn't outperform it in the market. And probably I couldn't have at that time. But I wish, I wish I still hedged myself and did automatic withdrawals into investments while doing real estate because then I'd be that much further ahead because once again yeah I, I was real estate deep and I'm real estate heavy and I have a lot of investment but then I was cash poor so I was making regular contributions $20-30 dollars a week out of my pay which would not have changed my position real estate wise I would still have my buildings that I have today but I'd also have a nice hefty reserve invested in the market so to young people the earlier you can start doing automatic deductions into investing no matter how small it is the better off you'll be all right. Well, as a young person myself, I'm going to take that under advisement. Um, and I'm going to then also go back in the time machine, not too far back, because, again, I'm a young person, unlike you, Sean. But if, <laughs> if, if I were to go back, I would also tell my younger self, and, and full disclosure, and I've said this in past shows, what I do for a living, I work in television and film production. And that industry can be a lot of fun, but it's also uh, sometimes erratic. Uh, I like to say it's feast and famine, mm. feast or famine. Um, so early in my career, there was a lot of feast going on. And I think I got lulled to sleep thinking that that was just going to be the, the, the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could go back in time and talk to my younger self, I would really implore myself to live beneath my means, learn how to uh, get that rainy day fund. And, you know, instead of whatever my full paycheck was 
each pay period, each month, each quarter, each year, living like pretty much like spending it all, not literally, but like I think I could have lived off of a, a half of it and and just been very disciplined for the rainy days because you know that rain those rainy days did come the, the famine did come it wasn't always you know the best uh industry to be in so some of those years where it was just rolling where it was just everything was all good if I could go back then and and be a little more or a lot more uh penny pinching and not that I wouldn't have had fun with it but there was times where we were just spending like you know ballers <laughs> exactly so Living beneath your means, budgeting, saving, and really being intentional for your retirement years when you're young. Because sometimes when you're, you know, in your late 20s and your early 30s, you're in the moment and you're not so much thinking about like Sean and his AARP senior citizen years. Ah! Sean has a different perspective than we as young people do. So I just want people to think quicker, quicker about their senior years. Yeah, time is on your side. Dion, you have any? I guess the one last thing I would say is set it and forget it. You know, like I'm a firm believer in that. So if I had to go back and tell my younger self and you just live off the rest, you know, whether that's into your investments. If you want to get in the game, that's an easy way to do it, uh, to increase your savings. You know, Uh, we know maybe we're not as um, the impulses. We're not as we love the immediate gratification when we're younger. So if we could just set it and forget it, put it on a lauded amount that we know that just goes out every paycheck. Uh, I think my younger self would be appreciating that right now. <laughs> Sean Linda. I would say, you know, when you're looking to partner and invest with people, understand who that is, you know, and who you're investing in. Don't think of just because he's your friend or she's your friend that they may necessarily make a good business partner. Make sure that person has added value and they can maybe do something that you're not able to do or you just work really extremely well together. And then also, um, you know, I, I, I have a building and I was, you know, selling a building and the person couldn't really come up with the money. And this is not even my young self. This is my my older self, but still young. And, you know, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt that obviously if he couldn't go through with it. He'd, he'd be able to kind of move forward. And 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 he um, it cost me seven years into a, a lawsuit that kind of you know, was a lot of stress. So I would say, you know, be careful of the things that you sign and be mindful of who you do business with. Okay. I think that's a good one. Um, my my final uh, memo to young Matt uh, is similar to one of Dion's earlier one in terms of the tax, uh, the tax lane. As an entrepreneur and, and starting my own production company years ago, um, when I first started the company, I was – way more well it's i work in show business and you could say in 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 entertainment and i was way more focused on the show than i was the business so i think like doing filming tv shows and and working on you know behind the scenes and entertainment is a lot of fun but i would have i would go back and focus more on the business side of being an entrepreneur and how i could maximize deductions how i could best uh, position my income, my yearly income to get the best. Like I, I read about, or over the years you hear about, you know, super successful, rich mogul businessmen and how they're paying no taxes or how they're, they're mastering how to, you know, position their income. 
And I think there's a lot of years where I left money on the table because I wasn't focused on maximizing how to best file my, my business taxes. So Sometimes we're so busy working in the business and not on the business, right? Absolutely. Well, all right. That about does it for our usage of the time machine for now. We may whip this thing out a little later in the year if, if there's other messages we want to send to our younger selves. But right now we're going to put this back in the garage and we're going to take a quick break. So stay tuned for a little more Two Back Guys with Good Credit and don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we hopped in the time machine and we went back and told our younger selves financial tips to help fix some of the mistakes we made in our younger lives. Mm -mm -mm. Um, So hopefully some of these uh, lessons can be beneficial for you and your financial journey. Um, Dion? Yes. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? (laughs) It was. (laughs) (laughs) If we knew now. Exactly. What? No, was Hindsight. It? No, what if, is if it? I knew if we then, knew then what I know if now. we knew then what we knew now. Youth is wasted on the young. Is yes, what yes. Well, everyone, we hope you got so much out of that. I know we did. And uh, please, uh, if there's anything you know that you want to touch on, always we welcome your your letters, your emails. Uh, send it to tbgwgc. That's two black guys with good credit. tbgwgc at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Black Guys Good Credit. And we always love when you leave us a five-star review to make it easier for others to find us. Like Memorial Catherine 999. She says, what can I say about this podcast? I've never invested before in my life, but I just listened to the whole season and I'm investing my first $3,000. Can't wait until someone in my life is ready to buy a range and I can use their advice to help my friends respect their money and bling within their means. Wow. Catherine, nice, nice work. Uh, yeah, make sure nobody's blinging until they're broke. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And my name is Dion Nichols, the lady with the history, the stats, and the cold hard facts. And I'm out. And my bottom line this week is... Basically, in life, you don't want to cry over spilt milk. We want to be forward thinking and looking towards the future. And and like in your car, there's a reason why your windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror. We're supposed to be focusing on what's ahead. Mm. But every now and then, you can learn some lessons from the past. So it's, you know, looking back on some of the mistakes and missteps can be helpful. So basically, don't dwell on any mistakes you've made recognize them, move forward and, you know, take advantage of your resources and the people around you to, you know, learn lessons and and get it right in the future. Get it right. Get it tight. You don't have to dwell on the past. Just fix it for the future. And I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Matt Smith, the other half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm Sean, the better half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And I'll tell you this, your younger self can be your current self. Right. So meaning that although you may have had some hiccups in the past, you know, today is a new day and those things you can correct and start moving forward and start correcting these things and just become a better you, become a better investor, invest in yourself and just believing in yourself and greatness will happen. 
Because although we did say what we would do to tell our younger selves, I can tell you this, everybody in this room is, is happy with the, who they are and, and overall the financial decisions that they have made. So you have the ability to make that change and to start your new financial journey. I always say, don't walk the path, create the path. I'm Sean Linda, the better half of two black guys with good credit. As I say every week, and I will continue to say till death do me part, your money is your money. Keep it where it belongs, in your damn pocket. And I'm out. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 